All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. There ain't no rules. There is no plan. No safety net. Yeah, baby. <laughs> the Three Nose Podcast. Oh, Peter Patter, let's get at her. <sighs> Welcome to the Three Nose Podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Mike. And I'm Thirsty. And I found this beer in a backpack that I had in my closet. I didn't even realize I had it. So, mystery beer for the win. Mystery beer. Reminds me of the episode of Letter Kenny when there's there's no booze and Derry finds a, a beer in a bottle of an old golf bag. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the same effect. Oh, Scotch Ale. That's what this is. Nom, 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 nom. Does it hold up? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> it was a sealed can. I'm it's not that well-aged, though, probably. No, right? no, no. I, I said, there's no such thing as can-aged beer. <laughs> when was this one built? This is an older one. Built. built. Brewed. <laughs> uh, is there a date? Come on, now. It's got to be a date, right? Oh, it's on the bottom. Okay. I shall check it afterwards. Oh, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Get a beer bath trying to, like, what's the date? You'd be drinking it like Stone Cold. Yeah, but he doesn't normally drink like that. No? No. No. I guess that's the, the, the Stone Cold in the ring thing where he smashes the beer together, that kind of thing. If you look at it. He's only maybe getting like a quarter of a beer. Oh, I, I was well aware. Because even back all then, all the beer is going everywhere. He, you know? Even back then, I could tell he wasn't. And there wasn't there like a time he'd just come back, and he'd had like some sort of legal issues with Deborah or something, and he wasn't even allowed to drink. And yet he he did that, so he poured it all on himself. Like there's probably none gotten his. Mouth. Yeah, no, like he, you could. See that was his story yeah. we heard when he when he climbs up on the ropes and he's got the the Kansas Steve Weiser. And he smashes them together. He squeezes the shit out of them. Yeah, so there's, there's nothing left in No, it. there's nothing left. A little bit of foam, maybe. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm still I'm still within my fucking limitations of the fucking <laughs> court order. Yep. But the show must go on. Yes. So how's it going, buddy? What's uh, new? What's um, new? What well, you do? I had an, I, I, I've had an interesting, I, I don't want to call it an epiphany. That's too big of a word. But I've. Just I've, an epiphany. I've, I've determined what stage of my life I'm in. Uh-oh. You know how they have, like, the terrible twos, you know, the troublesome <laughs> teens and stuff like that? The frightful 50s? <laughs> no, the fuck it 50s. Oh, there you go. The fuck it 50s. That's... Well, we established that, was it, even like, the start of the new year, we were kind of like, yeah. fuck it. Yep. Like, fuck and, it. yeah, but it just, it's been hitting me again. Yeah, just yeah. fuck it. I'd, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. Okay. For now. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. The important shit gets done. Right. Other than that, I'm doing what I want to do. Right. So, so yeah, I just that, I feel good about this. What are we? What are we fucking? Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I nothing in, in particular. It's oh, just it just so a thought, general attitude. The general attitude right. is like, yeah, I don't. I um, well, I'm really trying to lean it towards you know getting angry about stupid shit. Getting angry at stupid, you know, shit? like uh, well, or? you know how there's a lot of people are pissed off at the the new crow, the Bill Skarsgård image. Okay. There's a lot of people hating on it, whatnot. I don't give a fuck. I want to see the movie. Yeah, I don't give a fuck if I, I. I don't like if it is. In fact, they're redoing the Eric Draven story. I'm not all for that. I but would like the, them to do something new. But if they're putting a modern spin on the Eric Draven, that would and if Eric Draven 
in in the in the reboot is the same musician that Eric Draven was in the old. Uh-huh. It would make make sense that he's got tattoos. Right. That's what these artists are all about now. Honestly, the first time I saw the image, I didn't even realize it was Bill Skarsgård and it was for the crow. It looks so much like have you ever seen the movie Rock and Rolla? Yes. Yes. Toby Kebbell, he plays Johnny Quid, the punk rocker who's like the meth head or whatever, yep. or heroin or yep. whatever it is he's on. Um, when you first see him, he's standing and looking at himself in front of a mirror. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's almost the same image to me. Yeah. They, yeah, they have sure. the exact same body type, all right? Well, don't forget that's what the body type of Hollywood is supposed to be. Yeah, so. I know. But it's just, it, it, it didn't affect me. No, do I see the crow? I kind of see it in the face makeup, of course, because that's part of the image. Yeah. But I don't care. It, it they're not to me. They're not entirely like shitting on Brandon Lee or anything. Like, no, that's minor. I know Rochelle apparently did an interview. Rochelle Davis, yeah, yeah. and she's not happy with it. But she's really personally invested. I fully understand her point of view. Yeah. But honestly, I don't care. I want to see the movie. I'm curious in the fact that I'm a fan of the crow series like the 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 brand of the crow right uh i said i was i got into it from the comic books mm-hmm. um when the movie came out or uh, just before it came out i heard the news of brandon obviously mm-hmm. um that kind of really affected me like i wasn't expecting it to affect me kind of that much mm-hmm. and and then uh, myself and two friends, we were actually went to Toronto to go see the premiere. Oh wow! Yeah, and it was it was like for whatever reason the theater was almost empty. It was it it, yeah. it did not catch fire. No, it is a cult classic for a reason. It yeah. did not catch fire. Yeah. And uh, the the differences between the comic book and the movie, I understood. That you had you had to make some of these changes just to tell the story. I've never read the original, yeah. so I, I'm only familiar with the movie. I know somewhat, like I've heard over the years, where they deviate and whatnot. Yeah. It, to me, it doesn't sound like it really changed much of anything of no, importance. No, yeah, like it swapped a, swapped a couple characters' positions. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, Top Dollar and um, T Bird, T Bird, yeah. uh, were switched. Uh, we did not see the Skull Cowboy. In the theatrical yeah, release. Yeah, I know the, the scene's out there, but yeah. 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 Um, the Skull Cowboy played a bigger role in the comic book. Okay, okay. Um, I can separate the two, the comic book versus the movie, and I can like them separately, but I can also like them jointly as being part of the same brand. Sure. And the remake, or the, the, the sequels... I really didn't put a whole lot of weight behind them. I did not like the second one. It was too slow and artsy. They really like well, that was the the Proyas one, uh, wasn't it? I, uh, I think so. That's the one that had uh, uh, Lust for Life, Iggy yeah. Pop. Yes, he, that, he was in that one. Yeah, let me just pull. Did one. not like that one. The third one was the girl, wasn't it? No. I haven't seen a girl one. I thought there was a girl. No, there was one with Eddie Furlong and David Boreanaz is the villain, and that one was horrible. Yeah. And then there was a, a Salvation was the, was the next one, I think. 
There's Salvation and then Wicked Prayers, the one with Eddie Furlong and David Boreanaz and Dennis Hopper in a god-awful. The Crow 2, City of Angels. Yeah. And that was 1996, uh, I, written by James O'Barr and David S. Goyer. But O'Barr might get a writing credit just because it's based on his premise. Yeah, director Tim Pope, uh, Vincent Perez, Mia Kirshner, and Richard Brooks were the yeah. uh, the main stars. Mia Kirshner became Sarah. Yes. Yeah. yeah Richard but- Brooks, Judah Earl, Iggy Pop was Curve. Thomas Jane, Nemo. Oh, I Thomas forget Jane. Thomas Jane was in there. Um, and uh, the original Yellow Ranger. I don't know her name, but I know she played. She was training in the Yellow Ranger, the Yellow Rangers. Beverly Mitchell? No, I don't think so. Maybe. Asian girl? Uh, she was Grace. There's Holly Chant. Uh, Tracy Ellis? Uh, yeah, was it I, Tracy Ellis? I can't remember her name. All I know is she was the original Yellow Power Ranger. Okay. Because it was like, wow, it's one of the Power Rangers and something that's not Power Ranger related. Right. So so she was like, what? Hey, where'd you come from? And then she passed away suddenly and not long after. Nope. Was not. Was not Tracy Ellis. Okay. So. Yeah. Didn't I care for that one? Um, I think it's the third one was called Salvation. I can't remember who the lead in that one, but that one was good. That one was pretty good. Um, it, it was more dealing with like a, in a like a, a yeah. crow situation in like a redneck territory or something. Yeah, the crow salvation. Kristen Dunst, William Arthurton. That's the one. Yep. Uh, directed by Barat Nalhuri. Nalhuri. I don't. Know Written that. by James O'Barr, Chip uh, Johansson, uh, Kristen Dunst, William Arthurton, and Deb Debbie Fan. Name sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, but that one was pretty good. Yeah. And, and but then there's the fourth one, Wicked Prayer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Eddie, Eddie Furlong is the lead. Uh, David Boreanaz is the the villain or the lead antagonist. Dennis yeah. Hopper shows up as a street talking like demon priest, satanic priest or something. Even Eddie Furlong the look of his crow is just like no. It just I know I'll fight of you. <laughs> Uh, Lance Mungia is the director. Danny Trejo's in there. Yeah. Um, writers, uh, Norman Partridge, James O'Barr, Lance Mungia, uh, Yujo Yo, uh, Okamoto, Marcus Chong, Tito, Tito Ortiz. That's the UFC fighter. Okay. Yeah. So, holy cow. Eddie Furlong is the crow. Uh huh. And he is. One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh on the bill. Is it alphabetical, though? No. No? No. If it's not alphabetical, then what the fuck? Right. So, Yuji uh, uh, Okamoto, Pestilence, Marcus Chong, War, Tito Ortiz, Famine. That doesn't make any sense. Anyways. Uh, Tara Reed, <laughs> Lola Byrne, David Boreanaz, Luke Crash, uh, oh yeah, Tara Reid was the love interest. That's right. They were fighting over her. Yeah, that's right. That's I do. Yes, Rosenberg Salgado is the priest. Is that the the street preacher? You're no, because that was Dennis Hopper. Okay, um, Dennis Hopper played that role. Eddie Furlong, James Cuervo, Emmanuel Chikri is Lily, Danny Trejo, 
David Bayes. You don't see Dennis Hopper? You don't see Dennis he, Hopper on here. Did he get his name removed? Uh, it's not on here. The fuck? I know he's in that movie. Oh my God. No, it's he is not listed as a... Uh, <coughs> there's no credit for Dennis Hopper. I'm telling you. I, are you... Are you uh, Mandela affecting your, no, this here? I can't be. Uh, I'm looking right at the IMDb uh, page. I, I'm looking at his direct <laughs> IMDb page. What year was? Uh, uh, that was. Where did it go? Crow, Wicked Prayer, right there. 2005. Yeah, 2005. El Nino. What's that? El Nino. He played. I'm not seeing it on mine. You don't see El Nino. Nope. No, it's not on mine. Here, let me just refresh this, yes. just just in case there's some fucking IMDb weirdness going on here. Nope. I got Kelsey Daniels, waitress number one, but no he's Dennis right Hopper. Right below Macy Gray. I I don't. Okay, that's weird, man. That is really weird. You're not getting part of the list or something. Okay, now wait but, a minute here. Now, um, he is notably, he is like eighth from the bottom or seventh, seventh name from the bottom of the cast list. Okay. There. Okay. I, I, it had top the, the top cast I was looking at. Uh, So when I clicked on it, I got the whole cast. Okay. So how Dennis Hopper is not considered top cast. I think he's only in like one, maybe two scenes. So, So it's, it's almost cameo level still, but. I would think Dennis Hopper has a little more fucking uh, cachet than, I'm sorry, Marcus Chong, but. (laughs) What's your feelings on Blue Velvet? Blue Velvet? What's your feelings on Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet? Over the top, cult classic for sure. Um, It's not my cup of tea. I don't like Lynch. Blue Velvet, I have to be in the right mood to watch blue velvet to to fully appreciate it if it's if if i'm like not in the blue velvet mood it ain't working okay take the level of performance he had in blue velvet okay but add in like street talking like you want to be white crime lord satanic preacher drexel from true man kind of sorta yeah kind of sorta just satanic preacher but all street jive talking and crap Sure. Okay. And a movie that is nowhere near the quality of what you may consider for Blue Velvet. <laughs> he made choices. How's that? Um, he made choices. The fact that the scenery survived <laughs> is kind of impressive. The fucking teeth marks all over. Oh, it. my. All drooled <laughs> hanging off. Oh, it's that. It's the only thing that I really strongly remember from that flick is I, his performance was so crazy. It happens. It he's happens. got a three point on IMDb. <laughs> I never said it was a great flick, but it's it's memorable enough in so many ways that it, it survives in the lexicon of of movies to some movie to, buff. to some it's just you yeah. talk about it in the same uh fucking breath as the room yeah kind of thing it's so, so bad yeah that kind of thing it does get there right yes 
Um, I, I, I've saw a much better flick though. Oh. And speaking of Lynch, I don't, I really have not been a, much of a fan of David Lynch through all my life. Um, because I was never like, I watched his Dune. Okay. Back in the day. Yeah, I know yeah, I yeah. did, but I was also starved for good sci-fi. So I took yeah. what sci-fi I could get because yeah. sci-fi has always been fascinating to me. So by, by its very nature, that's the idea. Right. So, so Dune Part 2 came out, the yeah. Danny Villeneuve sequel, and me and Tally went to see it yesterday. Fantastic flick. Was it like IMAX? We, uh, we saw it in AVX. Oh, okay. Um, but I have seen people's reviews on, on Facebook uh, that IMAX is like stunning. Oh. Visually, visually amazing flick. But like, that's the way it's shot. It's supposed to yeah, be that yeah, way. Yeah, it right? was shot for IMAX. Like it's, and it's, it just wows you. And to the point, even when they go to a different planet, the colors change and the, there's like we see we see through the film three different houses okay. essentially okay um what's left of house atreides which is still on 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 arrakis which that's the color scheme in that area is oh well dune it's arrakis so it's it's orange and browns it's, desert. You know, the desert yep. okay when they go to the harkonnen homeworld their sun is white okay so everything is washed in white light it looks black and white that kind of makes sense. They had fireworks going off, but in the effect of the light, it looked like drops of ink in water. Oh, that's neat. It was a crazy visual. Wow, that sounds cool. Yeah, and, and then later when the Emperor shows up, everything is shiny. Oh, okay. Well, the, the, the Emperor of yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that yeah. whatever that. The Duneverse. Whatever they call it, yeah. Um, everything is shiny. Huh. Like reflective shiny. Like he's the be all end all. Look at me shiny. That he ah, is the that emperor. Makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. And there's still more houses coming. Like yeah. Is this the, gonna be like a three parter? I uh, as I think Tally said it yesterday, Villeneuve wants to do a trilogy. So yes, he's got one more. Um he's not gonna go through the entire series of books. How many um, books? I th- I want to say there's like ten books. Oh shit! I think yeah. I don't know. I never read the books. Neither have I. So, um, but I know it goes pretty crazy. If I had time, <laughs> I know I've heard things of the where that story goes yeah. and how crazy it gets. And something tally threw at me last night that I'll, that okay, that's that's a bridge too far. Oh, is where the Atreides line goes, the bloodline goes. Okay, like they're you know they're. Down the line, the ancestor or the yeah. predecessors? No, not the, no, no. His kin, like his oh, the descendants. Oh, descendants. That's the word okay. I was looking for. Okay. Descendants. Yep. Um, eventually, gets to a point. Well, you know those giant worms. Oh yeah, that, the, the worms that make the spice, the sandworms, yeah, whatever. The sand no, worms. that's that's fucking Beetlejuice. No, they're still called sandworms. Oh, they're, they're worms. Worms. Yep. Um, they make the spice. You know, what unlocks his full potential power is when he drinks the water of life, which is basically the spice harvested from a worm directly. Okay. It's like super condensed spice. Like super worm poop? Basically, yeah. Ice. Um, it'll kill. You know, normally, it would kill any man, but he's the prophecy and you know, all that. He survives. Well, yeah. Um, so apparently, <laughs> his descendancy, at some point, he has a descendant that is half human, half worm. Oh, shit. He humped a worm. That's what it sounds like. That's how you get there. Yep. That 
That's my logical mind. Is I passed biology. I know how this works. A leads to B. Usually, that. <laughs> let, me, let me correct that. I passed high school biology. There you go. That's yeah. how this is supposed to work. <laughs> All right. In the most general terms of biology, <laughs> we've. Yep. We know where werewolves really came from too. Right. Don't, don't lie. Don't lie. Don't yeah. lie. We know. It's fucking. <laughs> fucking. Was an anthropologist just hiding their faces in shame right now like, as we're calling them out? Everybody says, like, nobody knows where the platypus came from. Come on. A God. duck and a beaver hooked up. We all know this. It's fucking pure. It's, it's like obvious. That, it's like that one. Was it, have you ever seen that one um, Facebook meme? Or No, it was a fucking uh, family guy where they're, they're on the fucking Noah's Ark and Noah's looking at a fucking... Uh, a giraffe and an elephant and beside them there's a fucking uh baby giraffe with an elephant head <laughs> and noah's like what the fuck come on <laughs> like seriously guys that's probably where the platypus came from man yeah have you. To. It, 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 it only makes sense it did not exist show me in the bible where it mentions the platypus <laughs> before noah's ark that's one of those hidden prophecies <laughs> there you go sealed away in the yeah, uh that's the platypus proves that noah's ark existed right because the only way they would cross-generate like that is in close confinement. And Eddie Izzard has a, can corroborate this story. He was there? No. <laughs> because they're talking, Eddie Izzard was talking about the uh, Noah's Ark. And he goes, well, ducks, ducks can float and swim. Evil ducks. There's evil ducks in the age of Noah's Ark. So obviously the evil ducks snuck on the Ark, fucked a beaver, made the fucking platypus, got off the fucking Ark. It's like, this will fuck everything up. <laughs> he's he's probably not wrong. No. I've I've never really watched much of his no, stuff. No, it wasn't Eddie Izzard. Not as you? Craig, Craig Ferguson. Ferguson? Yeah. It sounds like either one. It could, I, 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 I could hear either one of them. I haven't really seen much of Eddie Izzard's stand-up no, it was stuff. Craig, Craig Ferguson. It was Ferguson? Yeah. Either one. I need. They're both a comedian that I need to see more of yes. because I feel like I've missed a bunch on them. I saw there was a, a clip, one of the reels. It was a the, the fucking companion from Firefly, Maria... Uh, Miranda McCarran. Miranda McCarran. She's talking about uh, a role that she's she was doing where she's playing a midwife. Okay. And she's going like, oh, yeah, never. nobody told me she was going to be like right in there. <laughs> and she's saying the actor that, uh, the actress that was playing the pregnant woman, she like stripped naked. She's like right there. And Craig is like sitting back with his pipe. He goes, okay, slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been during his talk show? It was during his talk yeah, his show. His talk show. Man, I really did miss the boat on that one. When, me too. Like when he was, he would flirt with the girls and stuff like that. I'm going like, that is what I would watch. But he was also brutally honest. Yeah. He yeah. didn't shy away from nothing. No. All the fucking European comedians, I guess, like fucking Ricky Gervais. During his fucking, he's another one I that I've missed a bunch of stuff on that I need to go. Like I keep hearing or getting clips from a show called Afterlife that he's done. Yep, that's apparently really really big. Yep. Uh, Did you see Derek by uh, Ricky Gervais? No. Whoo, that was a fucking strong show. Derek, Derek, because he plays a uh, a mentally challenged um, man 
Uh, stretching his chops. Stretching his chops. And he's working in a group home in England. And like he's like an assistant, one of these things. And it's about the life of, of Derek and all these people that live in and around this uh this home, this this group home. Okay. It's fucking there's there's some fucking beautiful scenes and there's some fucking goddamn devastating scenes oh, in that series. Okay. But it, it's one of those ones that's fucking well worth watching. I remember I saw a couple clips of Derek and then I was like, what is this? Then I found the series and I just fucking burned through that because it was so good. All right. Uh, I'm looking for I, to change things up. I've been watching kind of too much of the same things lately. Yeah. You know, I yeah, I did start watching Buffy, you know, but, you know. I, You've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. And, and, and no, I, I never finished it though. And it it was kind of refreshing. Like there's a lot. I was remembering bits, but yep. but I don't know. Just not feeling the vibe for it right now. And I want something different. And maybe something like that is what I. A little more dramatic. Dramatic, or just funny and no, no get away from action and stuff yeah. for a bit. You know, clear the palate that way. Yep. Stick to that to the movies because Tubi's been delivering there. So I fucking. I said I did. I speaking of Tubi roulette. I said the other day I fucking rolled up fucking the Toxic Avenger. And yeah, it was you messaged. So fucking awesome. It, I forgot. Did you know that there was a remake coming? I had no idea. Oh, I, I had no idea. Oh yeah, yep, it's coming. And I said watching watching the original, and fucking God bless Lloyd Kaufman and his <laughs> love of the female form, yeah. because fucking not afraid to fucking show everything. Um, it's gory without looking gory because it just is so obviously fake. Right. Oh, the fucking, the gore is over the top. Yes. And Toxie, yes, they said he does all his, all his dialogue with his back to the fucking camera because it does not match up at all. <laughs> but it was, it was so much fun. It's fucking ridiculous at the end when fucking Toxie and his girlfriend, Sarah, Sarah. <clears throat> Anyways, Toxie and his girlfriend are in a fucking tent in the middle of a fucking field. And the New Jersey National Guard is now tracking them down with fucking tanks and soldiers. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is so goddamn ridiculous. It's fucking brilliant. And there's at least three sequels. Oh, yeah. The fucking trauma stroke struck gold with Toxic Avenger. Yeah, and that like, was their first major hit. Yeah. They'd done a couple like lesser known raunchy comedies just before that. Did they do Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Was that trauma? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I didn't see that, but I didn't look much past just looking up that history there yep. when we were talking just to see if Toxie was the first because I thought it was. But they've done a lot of iconic flicks. Oh, yes, they have. Um, and I've only seen a couple because that was not my bag, especially not back in the day. I didn't watch Toxic Avenger until we started Madhouse. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I, you know, I, you know, I've been over this. I did not watch any of that shit back in the day growing <coughs> up. Or anything. I avoided horror like the plague because my I was tormented by it. Scaredy cat. Yeah. Scaredy. Yep. All right. Trauma. I watched horror movies with Crystal in them because that's what we did and that was fine. But Okay. Screen rant. Screen rant. The best, the best ten trauma movies ever made. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Father's Day. Father's Day. Never heard of it. Nope. Six point Okay. Tromeo and Juliet. I I've, did watch that one. I have heard of that. I watched it. 
it's fucking trauma. <laughs> uh, Pool Tree Geist, The Night of the Chicken Dead, I've, 2006. That has, uh, oh, what is her, Genevieve Rossi in it. Yes. We talked about we talked with her on the Madhouse. Yep. Citizen Toxie, The Toxic Avenger 4. That's why I knew there was four sequels. Yep. I've heard that title. The Kabuki Man, or Kabuki Cop is in there as well. Kabuki Cop? Yep. Uh, terror, terror firmer, nineteen ninety nine, six point two. The title sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. Uh, the toxic, toxic Avenger, nineteen eighty four, six point three. That was eighty four. Yeah. That yeah. Was, I thought it was like seventy nine, eighty. No. Okay. No. Uh, Combat Shock, nineteen eighty four, six point four. I don't know that one. No, I, this is. Uh, Return to Return to Newcomb High, a.k.a. Volume 2, <coughs> 2017. Okay. That's quite the title. Return to Return to? Return to Return to Newcomb High, a.k.a. Volume 2. If I remember correctly, John Miori was in a Newcomb High. Oh. I'll have to ask him. Uh, dialing, the, dialing for Dingbats. Nineteen eighty nine, seven point one. Okay. Okay. Uh Mutant Blast twenty eighteen, seven point three. So is for whatever reason these are getting better. Well it, or, it, Okay. Air quote better. Air quote better. So by what qual- standards, right? Right. Um but quality wise, maybe that's that's probably that's yeah. probably a big part of it because technology has Advanced. evolved enough that you can make m- movies looking a lot better for the a lot cheaper now. True. So <laughs> Godzilla minus one. Thank uh, you very much. Yes. And uh, Oscars are next week. Oh, is that next week? Next week. Cause Tally already asked, uh, you guys get channel that the Oscars are on, right? I'm like, why do you want to come watch it? Oh, okay. So I'm going to be watching the Oscars next week. I've never, it's, never been tr- interested in the Oscars. I've, I, I, you know, I, you have a, a, a career interest well, yeah, because watching the Oscars, yeah, because so. I made my picks based on total bullshit this year because <laughs> I haven't seen a single one. Um, but uh, yeah, so but the Oscars are coming. Godzilla, just give them that one. Come on, they'll fuck them over. Uh, probably. Why? Like it wasn't even nominated for best form film. No, it's only nominated for best visual effects. Do you know what its competition is? Um, I can't remember right now. I don't know who the front runner is either. It's not one that gets talked about a whole lot. But I, it, I probably Oppenheimer because Oppenheimer is nominated for almost everything. Yeah, but what visual other than the explosions? Except that that apparently blew people away. You can like go that, on I, YouTube and watch. Yeah, yeah, I know. Fucking... I know, but. I know what everybody, I like, but I, I I don't know what else is in there too. I I can't remember what was on the list. So, um, but they uh, yeah, fucking don't worry about it. I know. Uh, I don't think Spider Man was because that's the animated film. So I don't think the, oh Spider Verse uh, Spider Verse. Yeah. I know it's up for an uh, um, animated feature. That makes sense. Like but, why why would you make a, a visual put it in the visual arts category when it's a fucking animated one and uh, the whole idea of the animated one is the visual effects. Yeah. Uh, 
But I I am by no means on the academy, and I can't make these decisions. But now, animated feature, I think I, I want Spider Man to win. But there's a uh, a Studio Ghibli film, The Boy and the Heron. I've heard and a bunch about that one. Yeah, Tally saw it. He 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 liked it. Yeah, you know, but he prefers he likes that kind of film more. So that was not. Is that you? Nope. Not I. Nope. That was me. Uh oh, are you on fire? Nope. I don't think so. Okay. Um. Yeah. I I really want Godzilla. Just give him the one. Give give, give him one trophy. Come on. He deserves it. He's seventy years old. He's been doing this a long time, and he looks great doing it. So, what's the matter? Alert! Bell message: Interact e-transfer received. Bell Mobility Inc. has sent you an Interact e-transfer to make a one hundred fifty dollar deposit. Please visit support mybell.net. No, thank you, fucking hackers. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a worm. Here's a worm. Wiggle, yeah. wiggle. Just wiggle, fucking, wiggle. Just, just hit the link. Just hit the link. Yeah, yeah, just there's here. no fucking way Bell yeah. Canada is going to be fucking giving me $150. I don't understand people who fall for that crap. I, I, don't. I don't. I really know. don't. But I'm just like, yeah. Bell, my, my bell.net seems legit. Yeah. It's totally legit. Uh, you, three quarters, if not more, of those types of emails or text messages, whatever it is you're getting, if you look at them, you look at them close enough, there's going to be spellings. None takes. of them pass the sniff test. No. None and, of them. But people fall for it. Yes. And I do every once in a while, I, I'll go over to like a scammer payback on YouTube yeah. and watch them. Ha- oh, the, uh, hack, the call hacking centers? call centers. Yes. Yeah, those, now, those are some fun ones. And now they're like, they've grown over the last few years. Scammer uh, payback. And they're, yeah. they've hooked up with other guys who do the same thing well, like from the look, UK and stuff. You look at fucking uh, Mark Rober with his fucking. Porch pirate, yep. like, the revenge on the fucking shitheads is fucking fantastic. Yes. I want to watch more those, of that. Those glitter bomb videos are great. Oh, the fucking <laughs> fart spraying, the fucking ultra fine glitter. Good luck getting that out of everything. Yep. But, um, yeah, but watching watching scammer payback and when they finally get them and then and okay, it's one thing for them to to, to delete somebody's computer or get a call center shut down. Yeah, it's the fact that the Indian in India or whatever country that they're dealing with, because they deal with it with a couple, they're very corrupt. Mm-hmm. So the police don't always take action. Right. When they do, though, man, does it look and, and is it, it feel police good? Police raid know? on the yep. yeah, and I like the fact that they can discern from uh, the scammer uh, call centers operate inside legitimate call centers. They get right down to the IP address so they know exactly yeah. the locations of these people. And when they hack the security cameras and they fucking see the guy that they're talking to, that yep. just gets even better. Oh, the, the reactions when they've turned it on and yeah. the guy just all of a sudden sees himself on the screen. That's, ah! oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. that can't be a good feeling at all. Those are the, the, that, that, That's fun. I, I go to those every once in a while. Yep. Gives me hope for the future that there's still people <laughs> fighting out there, you, just, you know? You, you just got to hope you're on the fucking sunshine, sunshiny side of the hackers exactly. that are going to fight for you. I, I'm not trying to screw people over, so I think I'm safe uh, for now. Uh, it's just try to be nice to everybody exactly. out there. Yeah. So. Be nice to everybody. Be nice to everybody. Like Jerry Springer used to say. <laughs> That's quite the fucking segue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a segue. Uh, what, are you, what are we talking about now? No, nothing. Uh, you want to talk about... 
New book. New book. New book. New book. The Creative Act, A Way of Being by Rick Rubin. And we were talking about this before we came on the air, about how I've come to the conclusion that this book is running a parallel course with uh, the Tracy Rogers book that I just finished. We were Mm -hmm. talking about how Tracy was talking about um, small G God was feeding her information and helping her learn and recover for, from all her stuff where Rick Rubin calls that thing, that the source, like capital S source. So it's like a, a universal energy that flows all the force, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever, whatever you call it, 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 it it flows through us all. We all feel it in bigger or smaller ways. And you can, you can tap into this to be creative. He says, we're all creative. We all create every day. Either like, it may not be art, but we're creating something from the moment we get up, we create stuff that hasn't existed up until that point. Mm-hmm. So we're all creative in some ways. Some people are, have managed to tap in and harness and focus the, the source's power to create art. He's calling it physical and digital artifacts that last a lifetime. That's what he's, he's what, when people grab into the source and helps them create things like more people that are are very more adept at dealing with the source, getting into the source are able to promote or create bigger, bigger works. Mm-hmm. Um, all you have to do is you like, like Ruben was saying, open yourself up. Um, he's like, he's talking like everything is always in motion. He goes, you can have, you can, Set up a daily practice of finding a spot, sitting down and meditating. And if you do that for five days in a row, each day that you sit in that spot to meditate, everything is going to be different from the day before mm-hmm. because everything like the wind's going to be different. The temperature is going to be different. Animals around are going to be different. This, that, and the other thing. So the only if, way anything stays the same you have to go to the level of like a sensory observation or deprivation tank. Even That's still, it. even still, if you do that, when you, you isolate yourself, like we, like we both have done the tanks before mm-hmm. your mind doesn't stop. No, no, it does not. No. And you those thoughts said you, you've, because you've blocked out all the extraneous stimulus, you are now in a more receptive position to receive the source's information because now you're not getting visual, you're not getting auditory, you're not getting smells, you're not getting touch, this, you're, you, you've eliminated all the other all inputs. All have our thoughts. Yeah. That's so you're getting that, that stream, that source is getting beamed directly into your, into your your being, your soul, whatever you, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. you are now the absolute antenna to pick up these signals that are fucking being streamed into us constantly. And as I 
set outside. Like you just said it, whatever you call it. This is not an original concept. Mm -mm. It's just flavored differently from different thought patterns, different mental states, different philosophies. Yeah, the different philosophies. But they all come down to the same basic premises. So, like you said, you call it something different. It still means the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You're, 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 you're believing just, in a shared energy, a shared flow, as I've heard it called in some movies and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's a shared energy. Yep. And some people just have the ability to tap into it more than others. We all do. We, we all, all have the potential to, but some no. have the ability to. Like, we the, all, okay. The active ability. Maybe that's not the, that's probably not the right word. We all have the potential, just not everybody uses it. <clears throat> But we all use it. In a, it's more than others. Different in a, levels in a, in a more use. more focused fashion. You know, you know, so, you know, somebody who only does worse the nine to five, nothing else. They, you know, they, they're not a creative person. They're using five percent. Okay, whereas somebody who is a, a filmmaker or whatever, they're using uh, you know seventy five percent in a day. Yeah. Whatever. That's the kind of scale I'm talking. Okay, that makes a little more sense. We're all in, pulling in from the same source, but at, we all we pull from. But we have the potential to turn it on higher. Yes, but we're always pulling. It it's just it differs on how much energy we pull. That kind of you would you would definitely have to. What? No, nope. something eating you no, down there? No, I'm just moving my feet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought maybe you were getting attacked. Trying to lose. I'm starting to lose feeling in my legs. Oh so no, got to got to shift. Yeah, no, but it, it's um. We all, everybody, everybody is like wading into the, the, the pool of this, mm-hmm. the source, the God, the universe, that, that flow, that flow of creativity. We all, we all get it. Um, and it, uh, I think in my opinion that more people ignore it's not that they're not, they don't want to. It's just that they're like, oh, I'm too busy to do this. I'm too busy. So they're, they're, they're closing the door instead that's, of opening the door. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah. People either, they don't, they feel they don't have enough time. They don't have the energy. Or the talent. That, or they don't really feel like they have the talent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, people surprise themselves when they start doing things. But that's the thing right there. You, everybody's got a talent to do something. You have to foster that talent. Mm-hmm. You can't, like it says in the book. Okay. I have, you go as, as a hypothetical, I have an idea. I want to do this like this. And then you don't work on it. It's not just going to manifest itself outside. You have to do the work. You have to chase that that whatever it is that you're you're trying to do if you want to be a painter you have to paint mm-hmm. you can't just go like i want to be a painter and then forget about it for like a fucking month and then you think you're going to be pablo picasso mm-hmm. it doesn't work like that and you also can't say i'm going to be a painter and then just not even try to learn Right. And expand right. your abilities. Right. I'm a painter, but you're not doing anything different. You're right. just doing, you know, you're a house painter. Yeah. Yeah. That's not quite the same. No. You know? But it is because. If, In its if, way. If, you, if yes. you think about it. But again. But if, a, but if a house painter becomes really good at painting houses, 
how, how, how good is that house going to look? That is true. Yes. Now, but are they trying to do that? or is But it, if you you're know, trying, to, trying to be the best artist, if you consider painting a house, if that person considers himself an artist, a house is his canvas. Yeah. 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 There is that potential. Yes. So he's going to, if he wants to be the best painter he can be, the more houses he paints, the better they're going to look and the better he's going to be at becoming a painter. Whether it's a, a house or a canvas, I'm sure if you, if you, I'm, they may not be mutually like crossover but, thing, mm-hmm. but you're going to take a painter, a house painter, he's going to know paints, brushes, etc. It might transfer to a smaller scale or might not. Mm-hmm. So, but he's, I'm sorry, they are uh, an artist in a way. Yeah. And but- think of it this way. If you have a fucking awesome house painter paint your house, makes it look like a work of art. How good does that make you feel that this guy, you're, you're living in a work of art now. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Cause that, that, now that falls into the, uh, the artist in the eye of the beholder kind of thing, that type of, that, that, that everybody- type of thing. But what about the people then that I am going to be a painter? I'm going to be the best damn painter and they can't. They're not very good at it. They don't have the necessary skills. They try and it just doesn't work. Or a mechanic and they can't, you know, well, that kind of thing. A mechanic, what, is, somebody, a mechanic some, is super objective. Okay. Yeah. But you know what I mean? If yeah. somebody, they, they, I'm, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. <laughs> okay. That's just a little more hitting the home. <laughs> There's the analogy. So, okay. I need. The, the wrestling is objective and subjective at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's their art. They're going to be yeah. a professional wrestler, but they're not that good at it. That's it's still in some, the same realm. Yeah, some, they they think that's their have. talent. They think that's where their skills lie, and and it just doesn't pan out that way. You know, we've seen it in wrestling yeah. where somebody starts out as a wrestler, but they they were destined to be the best manager around, like Bobby Heenan type yeah. of thing. You know, you know, not to say his wrestling career wasn't great, but I always hear more about his managing career. His I vote, his you know, think I think a lot of people because of that situation, nobody got to see a lot of Bobby Heenan's wrestling. That's true. Era, yes, the the exposure but, was a right. factor. Yes, so in in Bobby Heenan's defense. Uh, the work that he did as a wrestler is phenomenal work. Oh, I, I don't, yeah. I don't doubt that at all, but I just, he, he was it, able right? to take the, the skills that he learned as a wrestler transfers it into the role of a manager and makes the people that he's managed uh, so much better. Oh, so good. Yeah. He's like the best at that. Yeah. He's he definitely, he's Mount Rushmore of managers for sure. If not the top, you know, he's, he's there. Yeah. So, uh, but it's that type of thing, you know, maybe they're not, maybe somebody says they, they're, they believe that their purpose is here. That's, but it just doesn't work that way. That, okay. You could, you could take that and say, okay, maybe that's misdirected. Yes. Misdirected. So, that's, there it is. Yeah. Misdirected. You, 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 you have desire and a drive to 
to be creative in some fashion. You just haven't found the proper outlet. Okay. So you're not a great painter. You've tried to fucking everything you've had and fucking Jackson Pollock, fucking his drop cloth looks a lot better than the shit that you put on canvas. Okay. Maybe you're a writer. Maybe you're a, a, a director. Maybe, maybe you're a fucking soccer player. Like mm-hmm. the, you can't stop creating just because of like, oh, I fucking failed as a painter. I guess I'm a fucking failure on everything else. No, that, not no, at all. No, as has been, you know, a life lesson that has been put out there in so many different forms, mm-hmm. so many different stories. You learn more from failure than you do from success. I would rather fail a thousand times. Yeah, it's, it, that is true. Yeah. You know, but uh, just, especially nowadays, a lot of people don't want to accept No, that. because they don't want to take the personal responsibility that is involved in failure mm-hmm. and they don't want to take the personal responsibility in correcting the course correction that they have to go through as to, okay, not fail again yep. or keep failing. But every time you fail, you learn. If I fail, I learn. Yep. If I, if I win, yeah. That's, but if that's I lose, how it I should learn. work. Exactly. <laughs> but everybody fucking gives up as soon as like, oh, I can't do this. Darn. I guess I'm what, fucking done. Uh, what is it that uh, we're uh, in the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's technically the old, uh, like, yes, old definition, but it, but if you're failing and doing the same thing over and over again and you keep failing, you're obviously not doing something right. Right. So (laughs) then it's incumbent upon you to figure out why you're not making the changes. Right. There's, there's something you're doing that's not working. It's not jiving and you have to sort yourself. You have to seriously look at the way. Am I in the right direction? Am I doing the thing that I really need to be doing? How many people go through that in their career? Everybody. You you get to a point where, is this where I'm really supposed to be? Right. You know, that kind of thing. Everybody goes through it. Well, you look at it. It's whether you have the energy, the drive, and the ability to follow through on it. Recognize it. Recognizing it is the first step. That is the first thing. You have to be so Mm self-aware. And a lot of people are just like, Nope, I'm fucking, <laughs> I, I, I'm not self-aware enough and he, narcissistic enough to believe that everything that, why I'm not failing, why I'm failing is somebody else's fucking problem. I just saw you, you, you say self-aware, it, uh, um, on, uh, Twitter, uh, uh, some girl, I don't know if she's rap, hip hop, something like that. Yep. Saweetie is her name. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I've heard the name, I'm sure. I don't know any of her songs. But she posted recently that uh, she hasn't made any new music in a couple years because nobody cared about her music. You didn't make them care. But (laughs) but it was all the comments. Like, all the first comments were, holy crap, it's it's a self-aware celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if it's a self-aware celebrity. If she's blaming everybody else for not liking her shit. Basically, yes. But still, she's self. She's aware that people don't like her shit. No, but she's blaming other yeah. people. Uh, yeah, I she, guess. It's, it's not her problem. It's not her fault that she made shit that nobody wants to listen to. Well, actually, I don't know what she said more beyond that. She literally posted that one line, so I don't know where the rest of that conversation yeah. went. I don't know if she was trying to throw blame. 
Honestly, to I don't me, know the whole story. As soon as it, I, I can see how it could be, it could be read both ways. Yeah. I need more of that story, and that's on me. I did not delve further into it. I just looked at the comments yeah. and saw that. So yes, I should look further into that statement. It, it but, also falls into the the fucking um, the Disney, the the Marvel and the Star Wars situation where. They're, they're, they're talking about nobody's watching their shit anymore because it's all toxic fucking fans. It's their fault that nobody likes our shit. Blaming the fans. That's a brilliant fucking strategy. How do you quickly, more quickly lose anybody to fucking watch your product is when you say like, you're an asshole for not liking our stuff, no matter what we put out. Mm -hmm. And we're going to like, it doesn't matter. And they just fired like the head of Disney. Like, yeah, the guy, the dude's been there for 15 years or something like that. They fired the president of Disney and they thought that was the problem. And we're going like, that's not the problem, bro. (laughs) And (laughs) Bob Iger, the guy that is the CEO, he has a vision, him and Feige, they're tight. (laughs) Yeah. And and uh, fucking Kathleen Kennedy, they're they're all they have. Yeah, but they have this vision. But they've lost it. They have. They 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 had it. Especially Feige, mm-hmm. he had it, and then they fucking flew off the rails. Yep. And they're they're when they they start blaming all the male fans reject strong female leads. No, we no, don't. We don't. No, they don't. Black Widow was fucking badass, yo. We we talked about this last night at gaming. Uh, we love strong female leads. Uh-huh. Uh, Ripley from Aliens, yep. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Xena, Wonder Woman, fucking... Princess Re- Leia. Princess fucking Leia. Lois Lane. Yep. Fucking um, Red Sonja. Red Sonja, the, yes. The, More modern. Atomic Blonde. Yeah. That's a fucking badass flick. Yeah. And God damn it, we're waiting too long on the sequel on that one. <laughs> But there's a thing. If you write a write a story that doesn't bash everybody over the head with DEI and you, you push their, their your politics on something, you're you're going to make a good story. Like fucking Princess Fucking Leia from George the George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Like Admittedly, from the seventies, not the most fucking progressive cat in the planet. Nope. Right, the probably the strongest female lead that we have seen in fucking forever. Yeah, getting yeah, it's up there. Yeah. yeah. So, like, she was not the damsel in distress no. that everybody fucking plays Princess Leia. She, she saved their asses. Right. They got her out of the cell, but she got him out of the cell block. Right. <laughs> so. But they, they, they leaned into boys are dumb, girls are this. No. Make it so everybody is, like here, absolutely fucking boys are smart, girls are smart. These are the bad situations that they find themselves in. They fucking work together to fucking solve it. Blow up the Death Star. Everybody gets a medal except for Chewbacca. Fuck the Wookiee. <laughs> fuck the furries. Fuck the furries. <laughs> <laughs> And fucking moving on. <laughs> but. Oh, they had the trailer. You want badass uh, uh, female-led flicks? Yeah. They had the tra- a new trailer for Furiosa. Oh, okay. And I, I wasn't com- completely sold when I saw previously. Wasn't quite there. Like, uh, I don't know, prequel, come on. 
Oh man! They, they, they course corrected. Oh, that's the trailer I saw. Yes, it just looks like Mad Max Fury Road. Just give me more. Okay. Like yes, please. I'm I'm in. I'm in. I fucking I like Fury Road. It was fucking same people. Good. Still the same people. Yeah. So, yep. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's just gonna be a spectacle. Yeah. Good. That's what it's fucking supposed uh, to be. We got goddamn we got, movies. We got, we got Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire coming yeah. ne- uh, next month. We have Furiosa coming. I think I don't know if that's in March or June, but it's like there's some badass flicks coming in the I, next few months. I still haven't seen the trailer for Ghostbusters. I'm so fucking snake bit from Ghostbusters. Yeah, but have you seen Afterlife? No. Watch it. I I, I know. <laughs> Give it a good honest watch. God damn it. Fuck. Hoist that on my own petard. Yep. <laughs> but you won't regret it. No. And I don't then think so. no. I watch Afterlife, then seek out the Frozen Empire trailer and tell me it, it doesn't get you. Okay. Okay. And you'll see why. I'm not saying anything. Okay. Wrong. All right. No, I, I because you did you you gushed, literally gushed oh, about Afterlife was Afterlife. So, so good. Yeah, and it fucking washed away the stink of the oh, fucking Jenny McCarthy absolutely. fucking debacle. That's why I was fucking snake bit about I, Ghostbusters. I completely understand, but Afterlife delivered. I didn't see Afterlife in the theater. I didn't see it until months after it was available at home. And I kicked myself that I didn't, and I am not kicking myself for Frozen Empire. I am yeah. seeing that in the theater, damn it. I might even do D-Box for that one. Oh, shit. That might be a worthwhile D-Box, honestly. Getting tossed around in the Ecto-1. Maybe. Oh, that kind of shit. Slimer? Oh. Yeah, Return of Slimer, bitch. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Spoilers, okay? Spoilers. Spoilers. Return of Slimer, man. It's it's a trailer. You're not spoiling too much that way. Yeah. Yeah, Return of Slimer. But, But the book. The book. The source... God, the universe flows through all of us. We're all creative beings. We, it's up to us, up to you, up to me, up to you, to the listeners, to open yourselves more, be open-minded, listen to the source, listen to the muses, listening to God telling you what you, you're a creative being. You create every day unconsciously step out of your way. Find your inspiration. We're all inspired by something else. And watch for it. Yeah. They come up out of nowhere. He's talking about, uh, Rick Rubin was talking about going out in nature. Um, if you look at certain books for, for colored patterns, you're only going to see a finite number of colors that are in that book. But if you go into nature, there's an infinite number of colors. Mm-hmm. And you take that, that's your inspiration. That is your palette. You work on the infinite level and you can create on, on, on the finite level. And I, I told you, Chris and I are going to Niagara Falls again in May. Yes. And we plan on sitting down along the, the White Water Walk, down along the river. Great. And out there. I'm going to, I, I, I think I'm going to have my voice recorder ready on my mm-hmm. phone and just. Stream of consciousness? Stream, yeah. See what, what, see what comes out. Just. For that, I would suggest just don't force it. Oh, no. That's, that's a lot of like, like. 
when people start meditating, they're like, I haven't reached a fucking enlightenment yet. No, you're not because you're fucking, you're, you're jamming the fucking square peg in the round hole. Never going to work. You have to trust the process. My little experiences with meditation were when I, what I would, what I call meditation, I was just to, to try and calm Mm-hmm. My mind, calm, you know, calm myself. And it, to me, I just, I picture like a sphere and just, I'm just picturing a sphere in my mind. Mm-hmm. Just a look, a, circling around it, even though it looks the same. That's just all I focus on. Yep. And then you go in it and you look around it. Yeah. You go come back out and you mm-hmm. examine. That's what what I yep. would what I would do for a meditation like yep. that back in the day. I, I am a, a big proponent of guided meditations. Um, I will, I will sit in my chair. I'll put my, my headphones on and I'll, I'll pop in like a half hour guided meditation and just like give myself. I did a few of those, um, trying for uh, like a weight loss thing mm-hmm. years, years ago. Didn't really work for me, but I get, I, I yeah. saw the appeal and Sherry, Sherry enjoyed it. Sherry, Sherry seemed to get something. You'll, it, so. you'll, you'll find something that works for you. Yeah. But I'm. I am susceptible to hypnosis, which is weird. So you think guided meditation would kind of be in that same bag, right? Uh, it kind of. With the hypnosis, you are being almost forcibly guided against it. It's it's the 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 hypnotist's will is overriding yours. Yeah, you're you're. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> so you're 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 just letting him. Ride your body. There is apparently a um, hypnotism improv show. Oh no! I think coming to Chatham. Uh, <laughs> you should not go to that. <laughs> should not. Oh, uh, I don't think it's Tony Lee. So I, I think I'd at least keep my pants on. You never know, bro. <laughs> That's true. You never That's know. True. I don't know if it's an all ages show. I don't remember. Where is it supposed to be? I at? think it's at the Capitol. It's called mm. it's, it's called Hyprov H Y P R O V. Okay, I think I think that's the name of it. You should probably watch some stuff on YouTube about uh, it. Maybe before you make maybe. that commitment, <laughs> could get dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I still have the other video though. <laughs> there's no video of the second one. I did it twice, so Atta boy. But there's no video of the second Fucking one. Damn those torpedoes. But the second huh? one wasn't wasn't as bad as the first one. The first one was bad. That's the one where I was down to my boxers and I licked whipped cream off another man's taint. <laughs> you should never go to a hypnotist ever uh-huh. again. Yeah, totally. Just, totally, just these totally, last totally two fun. fucking examples that you've given me. It's just I, like, I, I don't want to go. Every time I see like a cute video on, on like Twitter and stuff, like with a pig, a little pig, I want, yeah. I want, a, I want a little pig. Well, when I was under for Tony Lee, um, I had a pet pig. Okay. And then he fucked it in front of me. Had a boy. <laughs> I had a pig. Okay. I had a pig. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen the video. I'm no, surprised I I've not. never shown it. You've never shown me this video. <laughs> Do you want to? In a morbidly curious way? <laughs> kind of. I, I should organize a screening <laughs> just to get it out there. Why the fuck not? Fucking rent one of the fucking... Uh, theater oh god no big screen 50 foot screen yeah i'll I'll invite my entire family to sit front row that's right thanks for the scars here's mine to you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but so for for this for that this part there's there's another thing i want to touch on because uh uh 
Friday, I went to Windsor and I visited Tracy at her store, the White yes. Feather Holistic Arts. Yes, you mentioned. And a wonderful conversation with Tracy about starting up a drum circle in Chatham. And a fucking incredible source of information this woman is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I got these. I don't know if you can see them. Let oh, me move yeah. these Star Destroyers out of the way. <laughs> just let, yeah, let's just move these Star Destroyers. Uh, I know. Fucking... There. So we were talking about drum circles. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the things that kind of negatively affect drum circles is not a lot of people have drums. Mm-hmm. So we were talking like, like for the people that show up, like with kids and stuff like this, you have to have something for them to play right? to keep them interested. You need to have a small selection of drums. Right. Community, because I, we were talking about the, the etiquette and the rules of uh, drum circles. Yep. Don't touch somebody's drum. Right. So what? Without permission. Without permission. So why is this so goddamn wrong? Childproof. It certainly is. They're made for kids, but the box is childproof. <sighs> so anyways... They're, they're hand drums. They're they hand look drum, like tambourines yeah. without so, the the jingle. Yeah. So one one's an eight inch drum. The other is a ten inch drum. Found it on Amazon, twenty bucks. Nice. So you got a couple of those. Grab a handful of those. Uh, shakers, rattles, um, fucking jingle bells, kind of things. Uh, I'm going to make a community like a, a, a tote of community instruments for, for people that want to come to this drum circle and don't have an instrument, they'll be able to participate some way. So either like with drums like that or whatever, even a fucking five gallon pail and a drumstick. It works make, for stomp. It works. Um, you can do rhythm on anything. Right. Right. And that's, that's the thing. And to that effect, I have a meeting on Tuesday with uh, Doug Hunter from Sons of Kent. Oh? Oh. I proposed to him that uh, we have we could use his the backyard at Sons okay. for this drum circle. And he's like, uh, at first I was like, I asked him, like, what what's involved in getting access to that? And he goes, it has to align with the core values of Sons of Kent, obviously. Right. And, and then I, I told him, um, I want to start a community drum circle and he goes, come talk to me Tuesday. All right. So. Sounds promising. Promising. Uh, there's. I'm not surprised. They're big for community of community. Exactly. Stuff, so yeah. Exactly. And, and what, it, what's it going to hurt them? It, it's going to bring potential business in. Right. So that yeah. was, that was part of the thing when I started that esoteric North page, mm-hmm. I wrote, well, a little confession here. One thing is AI generated. The second thing I wrote out completely by myself. Okay. The, um, I think it was like the welcome letter that's AI generated. It didn't quite feel me the same. Yeah. yeah. But I was just, this, this well, was it felt like you, but it, it felt more professional. Like yeah. not you, you yeah. know what I mean? You putting on airs kind of thing yeah. almost. So like I said, I, I, I wanted to, um, uh, talking to Scamahorn, um, 
he's been playing around with uh, AI. And he goes, try it. This like getting like business plans or whatever. And that's, that's the first thing that I created was the AI generated thing. I edited it. There was like the, the thing that the AI created, it just, it was, it was just a little off. So I went through and I edited it. So there is my DNA in the first part, but there's another thing the the second article that I wrote, what is esoterica North? That's all me. Okay. Yeah. That. As I recall, that one did, I felt normal. Yeah. So like I said, the first, the first step that I want to do is, an, is establish this, a community drum circle. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, uh, also like incorporate the, the esoteric North brand, I guess, and work with other small businesses in town, like sons and I want to stay away from big corporation type things. I want to keep it local. I want to keep it, mm-hmm. uh, in, in house, I guess is one of the words. Um, I have other plans. What I want to do. I want to start like, um, bringing in concerts. Um, looking at, uh, the Kent the, the, across from the old Dutch market, the, okay. that old church, how yep. they, they've, they've, it's a banquet hall now. It's a banquet hall. And I think that would be a pretty neat venue for the acoustics would be awesome. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, if that works, a lot of, uh, Xander's singing competitions, old churches were in churches. Yeah. And, yeah. They're, they're designed to be acoustic excellence kind of thing um to go voice high yeah the uh, project to the back row kid um to to uh the next would be a uh like a conference um that was the the super initial idea behind esoterica north is to do a conference um either like uh New age, esoteric knowledge, people coming in, uh, not normal, uh, Ted talk type Mm -hmm. topics, something a little, a little more different, a little more out there kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, that is part of the, the mission statement, I guess that is what was that. And then the super stretch goal. This is just my, my crazy brain is just like, if you build it, they'll come that kind of thing build like, or create like a, a venue of, of my own. Mm-hmm. And then that's, that's like the super stretch goal of all of this. But talking to Doug to get the ball rolling with the drum circles, if that's all, if that's all that gets created out of this, I'll be happy. How often do you want to hold them? Uh, I would go, I'm not expecting numbers really. I would go a month, like a monthly thing, like from like spring to fall when it starts getting crappy, just like take a break and kind of thing. Um, unless it like, if you, if you're able to get it going now or like within the next month or two, yeah, you'll have a good six months or more. Yes. 
with the weather. And then you never know if it picks up enough, maybe by then you'll have an indoor venue. Possibly. Or you'll find, yeah, you'll, or find you'll, something. You know, yeah. if there's enough of a, you have enough of a, a crowd. Yeah. You, you find something. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to charge anything for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I would like to do, I would like to ask for donations. And um, Tracy and Whitefeather, they have a, uh, a in a, like a, a, I think, a, what is it called? I can't remember, but they have a place that they, they collect donations for. And it all, I think it's a, a, a transition house, I think. Okay. Um, I want to find a, a charity, um, either a men's shelter, women's shelter, food bank, animal rescue, or hospice, or something like that. I I want to be able to, like, okay, we're going to do a drum circle here. Um, doesn't cost you anything, but donation of a five dollar donation is suggested. That kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's up to that person if they want to donate. You can still come. Do you, you? Nobody's making anybody do anything. Yeah, don't even like mention it. You just have like a post, like have a a, a table or something. Yeah. Well, where... with with if you looked at Tracy's event for the the Equinox Drum Circle, you look at it, it says um, uh, no cost, but donations of is, is uh, greatly appreciated if you look on the event. So that's, that's the only mention that's going to be made, that kind of thing. Okay. I can see this stuff in my head. It's, you know how hard it is to get Chatham to come out to anything. Absolutely. That's the biggest problem. That's the biggest problem. But Chatham, Chatham doesn't want to come out to anything unless no. it's free and they're going to get stuff out of it. Right. Now, I look at, because I, a lot of this inspiration has come from me watching drum circle stuff on YouTube. There's a place in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. They have a weekly drum circle, like from the good, the good season. Uh, they get upwards of 200 people show up wow. to this thing. Wow. And it's just, it's the only thing that are, that is organized is that we're going to be here on Thursday mm-hmm. at this time. Bring your drums, bring your noisemakers, whatever. You can drum or you can dance. You can do neither. You can just sit and watch and enjoy the, the drumming and the dancing. That's the vision I'm having for this. Mm-hmm. So... I don't see, I, I, I can see it potentially working again, just getting the word out, getting people to show up, you know, that's, that's the thing. And because it is a free event, you need to promote the hell out of it. Yeah. Like posters everywhere. Word of mouth online. As best you can, you know, whatever. I think, I think. Doug is super interested in this. And if I can get Doug on board, that's going to be a huge, huge advantage because Sons is becoming like almost a heartbeat in this town. Mm -hmm. And once they get behind something, it gets huge. Yeah. They've, they've really grown uh, a standing in this city. Yes. Yeah. And it's like... I 100% agree with Doug. If it does not align with their core values, they're not going to touch it. Yeah, but I can't see how that would even be a thing. 
Right. Like there's no way that a drum circle wouldn't fit within their values. Right. So nothing, there's nothing about it that would hint. hint. No. That's it. I would, I talking to Tracy, um, she, she, I was thinking like, make it like a non-denominational thing. There's this, but with Tracy's drum circle, she has a, a spiritual opening to this. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like brainstorming out loud is you talk about, um, drumming and dancing and enjoying ourselves to, to honor the ancestors and our descendants and that kind of thing. There's nothing, there seems to be nothing offensive towards anybody about that. No, but you can even, I, now again, I don't know when it comes to etiquette or whatnot, but couldn't you just declare, you're just wanting to have a drum circle just for healing vibes or, you know, you know, just that sort of thing. You don't have to have like a specific motive. No, it's just for community and camaraderie and fellowship and community fellowship, uh, shared spirit, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoying each other's company. Um, fucking put your goddamn phones down fucking drummer dance. Yes. Um, no phones allowed. No, I know you can't do that. Can't do that. I know. But that was say, talking about that. Can you request it? You probably could, but you can't enforce it. Right. You can just request it. It's just like, hey, please keep your cell Maybe phones Maybe put down. that in like at the bottom of the, the poster or something. Just yeah. like cell phones are... Are requested to be prohibited, yeah. but they are not, or something like or, that. Like the better wording there, but yeah, uh, cell phones are not permitted, but we do request that they. But the problem there is, if you if somebody's going to videotape it, they're going to put it on their Facebook, and that yeah is promotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess you you're, really you're kind of damned that. if you do, damned if you yeah. don't. But just be in the moment. Come right. on. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. There's a lot of people don't understand how to, to live in that moment and getting, getting them into that moment is incumbent upon, it would be me because I would be the facilitator of this, of this drum circle. So it's up to me to engage the crowd, get people engaged, get to, uh, get them to try and come out and. Make everybody, I guess, happy. So, <laughs> but Tracy was a great help. She like when we when we were talking about the community uh, instruments, she instantly jumped on her computer. And was like, we can look for this and this and this and this and this, and like we found this these on Amazon. I'm just like, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. And like there was a, it breaks down to like ten dollars a drum. Yeah. That's and not bad. Yeah. And then there was like, uh, they're like here, another one was, uh, uh, like 48 drums or something like that. Like packs of this kind of thing. Right. But it didn't break down monetary wise. Okay. That kind of thing. So this was a better option. Um, keep doing, I'm going to keep doing stuff like this. Um, the venue idea. I see it as uh I even have a name for it already. That this is how I, I see it. 
this fall, this even ties into uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. Remember when her parents went to Paris? Yeah. And her dad was fucking at this coffee shop yes. arguing with everybody. Yes. I see that. Oh, well, they, they, there's a few of those places around. Yeah. You might be able to find a spot. Tea shop or, or, or like something, a like coffee shop or something like this. I see your kid singing there. I've seen. He's, been, he's already been there. Right. The one on William Street, I know he has. Yeah. But I that's that's I see your son Xander singing at that. I see Seamus Gunn doing a storytelling series there. So it's it's all here. Now I have to the imagination, like the book says, the imagination is infinite. Yep. The material is finite. Now you're at the hard part. You have the ideas. Now I have those to execute. ideas. That- I have to execute. Yep. So that's what I got going on nice. in this crazy brain of mine. I look forward to seeing where it goes. Yeah. I know so. I'm looking forward to the drum circle, so oh, I know. we're going in that direction. Yep. I'm I'm pumped about this one on the 19th mm-hmm. in Windsor. I'm pumped about potentially getting something off the ground here in Chatham. Um, if Suns doesn't work out for whatever reason... Um, there's a couple parks I was looking at. I was I was just thinking uh, at uh, Kingston Park at by the hill there. Yeah, that little they have that little performance area. Yep. So there, there's Kingston Park, there's Tecumseh Park, obviously. Yeah. And then there's that Veterans Memorial Park right on the river. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's like a huge parking. Thames Grove. Thames Grove. Um, which would be interesting because they have disc golf there. So you have, but you have the the people that are involved. In, Did they really? Yes. I haven't been to Thames Grove outside of pulling into the parking lot for Pokemon Go. Yeah. I haven't actually been out at Tim's they, Thames Grove. If you, if you look there, they have cement pads. Those are the T blocks. Oh. And they have the, uh, the chain. Okay. Yeah. They I, have a court that have 18 whole course of disc golf. I had golf no idea. Yeah, yep. Wow. I'm going to have to go. Do that sometime. Yeah, take your dog for fun. a walk. That'd be fun. Yeah. But having that there, um, the people that do disc golf might be of the same mindset. You never know. You never know. Um, see, I, how many times when we, ha- when we have had those few events that, uh, where people come out. Like, have we heard, oh, well, I didn't know about this. So if I would have known, I would have, I would have found out about, you know, people always, oh, I would have been there, but if I would have. Yeah. Yeah. It's just be getting people to know about it. Yes. Yeah. That's, it said flyers, um, you know, said if got, you got, you got to have like, it's got to get across on, on Facebook, like internet, yeah. social media. That's, that's, that's where, the biggest thing. That's when I, I, that's why I started the Esoterica North. The, the Facebook page, mm. uh, that's going to be the hub. That's it's where a lot of, out. that's where a lot of the stuff is going to get created and disseminated from. So <laughs> trying to draw people to that page is, is going to take some doing mm-hmm. that's going. You're definitely going for a niche market. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, the getting the people, uh, out, I have this, the drum circle really is kind of the, the linchpin of the success. 
if I have even a modicum of success with this, the initial drum circle, it's going to grow. What do you think? What, what do you, what will you consider a success? 15 people. Okay. Outside Good of. have a number. Yeah. Uh, outside of the people that I know, like I'm, uh, Taz wants to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Trina is interested. There's a couple of people that I used to drum with. Um, if I can get them to come and if I can get 15 other people that 15 I, unknowns, 15 unknowns okay. is going to be huge for me. Sure. Um, like even, <laughs> even Tracy goes like, you're not going to get the numbers. Nope. And I said, I understand that, but I have to try. And to me, a smashing success is 30 people, mm. a smashing success. Sure. Just, I, I guarantee you, if it's a nice day, we start playing, people from the neighborhood are going to like, what is that? It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. They may, they may not join, but they'll come to watch. They'll come look. Yeah. If they come and look, they'll talk. Mm. And then it's up to me to say, hey, yeah, if you like Interested in coming back here. I almost want to make sure you have at least one person who's not drumming just so they can talk to people right. and who comes around, right. you know? In, now, in, that... Without interrupting. Yeah, that's, that's a problem because... Um, because I'm kicking this off. Uh, I'm really, in this area, like, really one of the only few that really has drum circle experience... Mm-hmm. I would have to be in there drumming yep. just to keep it, keep it moving. So I'm facilitating that way. Like, uh, there's, I've seen pictures of Tracy with a, just a big frame drum. Like she up and around walking and like, you can see the people that are the facilitators because they have the ability to get up and walk around and talk to people uh, with or, those kind of drums. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, with my djembe. I can strap it on to oh, myself. Yeah, I do see that blue strap. Yeah, there. I can I can move around with that. Okay. But it it's it's the other people trying keeping them that drumming and keeping them drumming if I have to stop and go talk to somebody, I don't want it to like completely fall apart kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's one of those things like the keeping the beat moving while bringing, drawing people in, that's, that's going to be the, the trick. And I think I can pull that off. It's, it's possible. Yeah. Everything's possible. Everything's possible. And you know, as we've said numerous times in the show, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you never take. So what what the hell go for it. Right. You know, and you know, I'm going to be there. Yeah. So unless I absolutely hate the drum circle on the 19th, which I really don't see that happening. I (laughs) have. I have yet to find anybody that has gone to a drum circle and loathed the time that they've been there. Um, the I'm only- sitting there looking at my watch constantly. Yeah. Here. I'm on my phone. Well, yeah. <laughs> then there's a problem. Can we go? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, yeah, hey, a movie starts in like 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> we can make it. Like, We're in Windsor. Hey, uh, Devonshire's. Yeah, Devonshire's like literally down the street. Yeah. So, um, I'll check movie times before we go. <laughs> See what's playing. You know I'm doing it in the car when we're on our way I up know, there now. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> 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 I 
The only the only time the only time I've seen somebody have a bad time at a drum circle rebel fire is somebody got way too drunk and fell into the fire. <laughs> we're not gonna have a fire or an arm. <laughs> oh, we're not. <laughs> Maybe not the first time. Mm, see, but here's the thing. Get the tea lights out. No, I have a nice little table size propane. Oh, that, yeah. That one that's right. That you have out there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can take that, drill a hole in a TV tray, set that up. Maybe. Yeah. And we got a little bit of fire at that. Yeah. We'll see how, see what Doug says about. Yeah. yeah. So. Better check fire code. Fire code. <laughs> yeah. Um, keep people away from the fucking fire. Yep. Oh God, that's always a fucking problem. Everybody's like, oh, looks, is that real fire? Touch it and find out. <laughs> you can feel the heat. You can feel the, yeah, just. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that dude that fell into the fire, he got fucked up bad. Yeah. It was, yeah, because it's hot. Like it was burning hot for a long time. Uh, he yeah, survived? Was, uh, Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, oh, kind of, kind of. Yeah, he was, he was, he was messed up pretty bad, though. Uh, it happens. That's what yeah, fire does. Just stay away from the fire. So, so, uh, want to hear some music? Yeah, let's hear some music. What so, do you got? So, you know that we went to that record store, whatever. What do they call that? Record show and sale. A, a record show and sale. Yep. Uh, Sons of Kent yesterday had a record show and sale. What a goddamn zoo! That wow, was it packed? Fucking like. I, I was I was impressed at how many people were there. I'm really honestly I'm not because well, I've I've gone to a couple and it's fucking horrible. So we got we you and I got stuck basically at the back wall with the five five dollar bins or yeah. ten for forty. But there's a fucking gold in there. I got I bought six. Yeah, I got I ended up I I, I ended up with eight for sure's. Then I was like, God damn, I'm too close. And then <laughs> I, I, I bought six. I, I got two Steve Martin. Yep. Like his first albums. Yep. A George Carlin, that class gold. clown, which I'm looking forward to. I'm probably going to be listening to that this afternoon while nice. I'm making supper. Nice. Um, Tina Turner's Private Dancer album. Yep. Iconic. Every song on that album's great. Yep. Huey Lewis in the News, Sports. Sports. Another classic. Another 80s. iconic 80s. Yep. And the one I'm going to play for you today is the one that you say you've never heard of. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really drawn. Here's the ones that I got. Okay. Uh, the Fire Sign Theater. Don't crush that dwarf. Hand me the pliers. And this is a like a Monty Python. It's a Monty Python. Kind of yeah. Um, another Fire Sign Theater. Dear friends, the Fire Sign Theater. This looks like a double album. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a double album. Uh, Fire Sign Theater, uh, they were doing like radio plays and fun like s audio skits. Tubular Bells by by, uh, by Mike Oakenfeld. I am so curious because I only know the, uh, what we call uh, the, well, what I've always called Tubular Bells, but that uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah. An Emotion, the Language of Attraction. And I only got this for one song. My obsession. obsession. <laughs> it's like, I have nothing. I have no idea what. See, that's where I have to draw the line on my record collecting. There needs to be more than just one song on there for me. My that's friend. My know. friend. Yes, but I'm not. I'm trying not to go to that level. Yeah. Uh, 
A sound spectacular music from the galaxies. Oh yes, the sci-fi themed uh, yeah, the sci-fi collection. Theme, yeah, the theme songs from the sci-fi collection. Bill Haley and the Comets rock around the clock. Well, th- that it's interesting you have that one because that connects to the album that I'm yeah. going to be playing. Soft Cell, nonstop erotic cab- uh, cabaret. Tainted love. Tainted love. Frustration, Tainted Love, CD Films, Youth, it's only for Tainted Love. Yeah, I don't <laughs> recognize any other album, or any other song on that yeah. album. Uh, Quincy Jones, Roots, The Saga of an American Family. Yeah, I'm so not th- going to know anything on that. Yeah, this, like, this is a lot of, uh, I like the, like the jazz type stuff. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be great music, yeah. just I'm not going to recognize any of it. No, there's uh, another... Quincy Jones, the dude. Does he abide? Uh, it's Quincy Jones. He's way way cooler than everybody else. Okay. And then the Jay Giles band, Freeze Frame. Freeze Frame, and Centerfold's on there. Centerfold's on there, Freeze Frame, Rage in the Cage. I think the A side is the best side. That's usually how it goes with a lot of albums. Yep. So, so what I'm going to be playing for you here, and this is from 1989. I remember when this came out. You do. This is called Swing of the Mood by Jive Bunny and the Master Mixers. Okay. And it takes the Glenn Miller in the mood, or the old standard yep, swing yep, song, yep. and mashes it up with Rock Around the Clock and a few other songs of that era. Like 50s. I know. As soon as you play it, I'm probably going to, oh, yeah. But, like, I'm kind of drawing a blank. So, well. I know it was a smash hit back then, okay. and it stuck with me. And when I saw that album, and it is just the one song, yep. and then the B-side has that song, radio edit, and then another Glenn Miller medley yeah. that didn't quite take off like the first one did. I passed over that album because you, you came in behind me to go through that stack, yeah. and you fucking snatched this one up so fucking fast. Instantly. Instantly, yeah. Instantly. Like, it was a blur of action. Here we got that. Okay. Here we go. That's some volume. Yeah. And fire in the hole. <laughs> I love that sound. Okay. Oh, I gotta get new needles. I gotta get new needles. Clean the record too. And I used to play in the mood in the high school band. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Now and the big crescendo at the very end of the song. Yep. I only hit it once. I like when they do the YouTube version of this with the, all the dancing. Yeah. It's such a great, like, feel happy type thing. That's what it is exactly. Yeah. But it's the fact that they blended two generations of music. Yeah. Even though it was old music back one, then, matchups were unheard one, of, really. Two, no. Three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, Here's Bill Haley. Rock, rock, we're going to rock. Around the clock tonight. Put the spotlights on. Join me home. Have some fun. Where's the fun? Yeah. Around the clock tonight. We're going to rock, rock, rock. Rock, rock, rock. 
listening to old music like this, did you know where this led? You know, music started here. And these guys were playing their instruments. They were singing. They were, they yeah. were talented. Exactly. No computers involved in this. Well, maybe in this for the remixing, but maybe for the remix. But yeah. Now I wake up, little Susie. Wake up. Wake up, little Susie. Yeah, this was. You know, I was grade 10 at this point, 10 to 11-ish, high school band, high school band, yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm 18, I'm in high school at this point. Yeah, the school band, we were all over this. Yeah. And I, I remember there's a video, an animated video. I'm pretty sure with some version of that image that's on the album. Okay. Like that version of a rabbit. <laughs> wow. I always love that. Because wow. it does the coming hard stuff. Yeah. Wow. You mean the big band musicians knew what they were doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so fun to play this shit, too. Oh, yeah. Are you sitting there? I'm annoyed. Here it comes. A lot longer than I thought. The radio, ed- the radio edit is two minutes shorter. Yeah, I think it cuts out this much. Some of it. Pennsylvania six five out. Yep. <laughs> Pennsylvania six five thousand, which is a phone number apparently. I'm sure if you called it, you're gonna get like, "What are you doing?" That was the old phone system back yep. in the day. Yep. Right? Klondike 269. Bugs Bunny would uh, do that all the time. The cords. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Big brackets, I love them. Yeah, the brass kids really got their work cut out for them on that one. I I played baritone through high school. Okay, so, uh, the 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 baby tuba. Yep, same exact uh, finger valves for as the trumpet, essentially. Okay, so most of my music was third chair trumpet. Okay, okay. Uh, um, but my last year we didn't have any strong trumpet players. Okay, so I shifted to playing trumpet. Oh. Which means I had to tighten my lips up more because the mouthpiece is a lot smaller. And that's when you got the girlfriend. Uh, no, I had it before <laughs> that. Hey, looser lips, man. Looser Better lips. action down there. Ah, okay. <laughs> One time at band camp. We didn't have band camp. Um, you know, talk but to your wife about this. I, I, yeah, I had to play trumpet my last year, and we did that, so we did In the Mood. And once, only once, was I able to actually hit that note. Nice. And I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it's not held long. No, it's just like it's, it's, it's a relatively it short. It's a relatively short hold, like a couple beats at most. But yep. still, it was not easy to hit. And I only <laughs> did it once. Nice. It hurt. It physically hurt. I don't doubt that. <laughs> All right. So what do you got for You me? had a pin. I had a pin. Oh, yes. Yeah, you pinned uh, Elvis. Jailhouse Rock Elvis. Yeah. Dune Part 2. Okay. Do you remember the movie Dune? D- the, the original David Lynch? Uh, not. Do you remember the, that Sting was in it? Yes. So he played one of the Harkonnens, one of the bad guys, Fade. Okay. And okay. he's supposed to be like the, a genetic specimen. Okay. Well, in this movie, that character was played by Austin Butler. Elvis. Oh. The, the guy who played Elvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Tally told me that, because I d- didn't catch that. I'm like, oh, great. Are we going to see Elvis in space? Because I know he had a hard time losing the accent. <laughs> oh, no. He had a very hard time losing the Elvis accent. Oh. So oh, I'm like, no. are we going to get Elvis in space? No. ADR? He's completely bald oh. and pale skinned. Like, there's no Elvis whatsoever to be seen. We're safe. We're good. They, they, they washed the Elvis. <laughs> no <off>. space Elvis. <laughs> nice. Yes, that was my pin. Yep. I... Do not want to ruin the vibe. Okay. So I'm going to play something that I know you'll like. Okay. The rest of my Canadians uh, will like. Well, I can see that it's the Tragically Hip. Yeah. Yeah. They got a lot of good tunes. So So, not a massive fan, but I know a bunch of their hits. Yeah. Ah, I know this one well. This was Dan's go-to at karaoke. Oh, yeah? Every week. song. All right. Sing it, Gordy. Rockin' I miss Gordy. A lot of people do. Yeah. Boom, blue on the sea. Loose and complete under sky. So smoky blue green. I can't foresee a Dixie did she. I'm sorry, but if you don't know the title of this song, Google it. Google it, yeah. 
I watched uh, a couple of YouTube videos of uh, uh, hip hop fans uh, reacting to this. Yeah. It fucking blew their mind. Nice. What's wrong? What's going on? Can't find myself a foreign deal. He said, I know this side. Shut your big mouth. You gotta do what you feel is real. Ain't got no picture postcards. Ain't got no souvenirs. My baby, she don't know me when I'm thinking about those years. To look at something okay. on this record after. There's numbers and letters scratched on it. Oh, okay. After this. Yeah, there it is. There's another, just a driving bass line. Yep. Just holds it all together. Just keeps you bopping. Hell is a light bulb hanging on the wire. Sucking up to someone just to stoke the fire. Picking out the highlights of the scenery. Saw a little cloud and looked up. My feet back up on the banks Looked up to the Lord above And said, hey man, thanks Sometimes I feel so good I gotta scream She said, go to baby I know exactly what you mean She said She said I swear to God She said Oh no Yeah, every week this is one of Dan's go-tos, man. Uh if you are Canadian, you have to sing with tragically him. <laughs> it's fucking in the charter of rights. <laughs> That's one of the things that fucking JT hasn't shit on yet. <laughs> Give him a minute. But, Give him a minute. But fucking tragically hip. <laughs> yeah. Tragically lost. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it makes me want to play Grace 2 now. Fuck it, I'm doing it. I'm playing one more. You want to play one more? Yeah. play one more. You. Yeah, you, it's like like uh, lace potato chips. You, when you listen to a tragic clip song, you can't just right. listen to one. Fuck no, I just gotta find it now. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed. I went to go put the Jive Bunny record away. Okay, and there is seventy nine point sixty five dash twenty dash AZ scratched into one of the inner circles where there's no 
no recording. That's weird. Like, is it is a factory scratch or is no? It, look it like, looks like somebody took like something. And went, it it might have been like uh, right near the center. Oh, there it is. Seven nine six five dash two zero AZ. It might be like a uh, a radio station's ID mark. Maybe, yeah. Maybe on the B side. Yep. All right, here we go. No, nothing on the B. Nothing on the B. No. And yeah, the radio mix of that song, by the way, was four minutes. So they cut two <laughs> so, minutes yeah, out. two minutes off of that one. Yeah. that I know but I don't know anything about it like yeah. I don't know what it's actually about so like I, I, I've caught a bunch of the other songs that I know that I know generally but this yeah. is the one that I don't really know much yeah it takes a little dive you gotta find out like there's a lot to these fucking songs
God damn it, Gord Downey, Canada misses you, brother. Yeah. Game over, man. It's game over. This has been the Three Nose Podcast. Thank you for listening. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Y'all come back now. Yeah.